0: Come on, let's bless the name of the Lord in this place for another day's journey that we are be glad about. Amen. That was cute because I asked you to, but I'm looking for the folks who came to work. worship this morning. For those that have come to worship must do so in spirit and in truth. Anybody glad to be in church one more time? I don't know about you, but when I think on the goodness of Jesus and all that God has done for me, kept my body over the course of a pandemic, i'm still in the land of the living i don't know about you but i've got a right i've got a reason and i've got a responsibility to give god all of the glory honor and praise for he is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same god is indeed worthy to be praised amen though we cannot connect hands because of COVID, we can still connect hearts and i would that you connect your heart and your faith to those who are streaming online and to those of us who are in the sanctuary, we might be physically and socially distant, but we can still connect our hearts, though we can't connect our hands in prayer. Might we pray together, God, how we thank you, how we love you, and how we adore you for your tender mercies that are new every single morning. God, we thank you that early this morning, justice and mercy kissed one more time and allowed our golden moments to roll on just a little while longer. God, we thank you because last night was not our last night, but bright early this morning, you saw fit to touch us with your finger of love, and for that, God, we just come to give you thanks. God, before we ask you of anything this morning, we want to adore you for everything. Before we petition you of anything, God, we want to praise you for everything. God, thank you for the week that we had, whether it was good bad or indifferent god we give you glory because we're still here and that's our testimony god thank you for allowing us to press our way out to salem missionary baptist church once more and again we believe that you have a word for us this morning so we don't ask you to stop by here god we need not invoke your presence but god we evoke your presence because you're already here God we pray that while you're here you would throw your weight around so that we don't leave the same way that we came. God while we're here we pray that our hearts would burn oh God. God while we're here we pray that you would meet us on the mountaintop so that when we leave this place our testimony will be did not our hearts burn for the word of God did not return unto him void. God I pray now that if we don't catch any fish this morning we would clean the fish that we already have. We don't need church as usual God. We need church unusual. We've heard from Raphael warnock god we've heard from Herschel walker we've heard from joe biden but god now we need to hear from you so speak in this place until broken homes are put back together again god speak in this place oh god until somebody's heart is mended god speak in this place until sickness is driven out god speak in this place until bills get paid god speak in this place until situations are turned around god not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord and we'll be ever so careful to give your name all the glory honor and praise and the people of god said amen. amen amen and amen i'm just as hippopotamus happy and peacock proud elated as an elephant to be at salem missionary baptist church this morning as you all celebrate 188 years of ministry and being in the community can you all give yourselves a round of applause amen there are so many churches that They had their doors closed in the midst of COVID, and you all have been standing tall, blessing not only this house, but this community. And for that, we give God praise. We thank God for your wonderful pastor, the Reverend Dr. Jason, excuse me, the Reverend Dr. Richard. My friend Jason is stuck in my head. We honor God for you and for your lovely wife and for your leadership all of these years. He's been in pastoral ministry longer than I've been alive. And so I am just honored for the invitation and the chance to share and I honor God for you. And to all of these fabulous preachers, to my dear colleague in the ministry, Reverend Jason, I do honor God for you and for your friendship through the years and to each and every one of you God's children. One of my classmates from Morehouse, Reverend Jeparis Key is here today, so grateful for him. One of my Alpha brothers is here as well, Deacon Bailey. God bless you, man, so good to see you. I could call so many names, but I won't because I'm young, but I got the memory of an 80-year-old man, and so y'all keep me lifted up in your prayers. Listen, the Dallas Cowboys play at one o'clock today, so I will not be long, I will not be long. I think there's another team that tries to rise up that plays at one, too, and so I know some of you all wanna get on the Cracker Barrel Piccadillys, so you can go watch them attempt to rise up amen 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 i got the mic today when it's your turn you can say what you want to how about them cowboys amen america's team is playing at one o'clock so i only need about two hours of your time i would that you join me this morning in the book of second samuel second samuel the ninth chapter very familiar passage of scripture and i want to begin the reading today at verse number one as we take the time to put the Lord's lens on this text. Second Samuel, the ninth chapter. Begin the reading at verse number one. When you have it, just do me a favor and say, whoop, there it is. Some of you all didn't say anything, so. I'm assuming you're in Genesis or Revelations. If you're in Genesis, you want to keep flipping. If you're in Revelations, you've gone entirely too far. 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter. I believe the words will be on the screen. The text reads this way, And David asked, Is there anyone left out of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, there was a servant of the house, Saul, whose name was Ziba, and he was summoned to David. The king said to him, Are you Zeba? And he said, At your service. The king said, Is there anyone remaining out of the house of Saul to whom I may show kindness of God? He said to the king, There remains a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? He said to the king, He is in the house of Makir, son of Emiel at Lodabar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Makir, son of Emiel at Lodabar. Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, fell on his face. David said, Mephibosheth, he answered, I am your servant. David said to him, Do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan, and I will restore unto you all of the land of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always today i want to tag this text with this topic and hang my hat homiletically upon this phrase very simply there's a blessing in the breaking there's a blessing in the breaking would you do me a favor and smile at somebody like you meant to side them they can't see your smile and you can't see those but just tell them neighbor there's a blessing in the breaking Wrong neighbor, wrong neighbor. They didn't say nothing. They want to be bougie and sedity, and that's fine. Find somebody else and say, neighbor, my last neighbor didn't want to talk to me. But there's a blessing in the breaking. There's a blessing in the breaking. Beloved, the year was 2012. It was a Sunday morning. I was a sophomore at Morehouse College, and I was on my way with my brand-new iPhone to none other than Beulah Missionary Baptist Church to hear Reverend Jerry D. Black pontificate and prognosticate the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was so excited because I had just upgraded from a BlackBerry to a brand new iPhone. And as a college student, I did not know that my phone could connect to my car and play through Bluetooth. Well, this Sunday morning, I was on my way to church. I was jamming out listening to a little bit of Kirk Franklin and Maddie Moss Clark and Mississippi Mass Choir. And I got excited in the car because I could finally connect my phone to my Bluetooth and I forgot that my phone was sitting in my lap the entire ride and as I went through DJing on my way to church switching the the, the shuffle list the songs were getting so good to me that by the time I got to the parking lot I forgot that my phone was sitting in my lap you all can already imagine where this story is going because I was a poor college student they gave me the option to put insurance on my phone and I did not acquiesce and they also told me that I needed an outer box and a screen protector on my phone but it was going to be an additional charge. And so because it was going to be an additional charge and I didn't have that much money as a college student, you already know, I did not pay more than what I had to to upgrade from my BlackBerry to my brand new iPhone. Well, beloved, lo and behold, I arrived there at Beulah Missionary Baptist Church. And let me tell you, I was hotter than fish grease on this Sunday morning because as soon as I got to the parking lot and I put one foot out of the door, having just turned off Mississippi Mouse Choir, I heard a loud and when I looked down you already know what happened my phone was laying on the ground face down the phone that they told me I needed a screen protector for the phone that they told me I needed an outer box for the phone that I had just purchased and I was riding clean with my preacher lean boy you couldn't tell me nothing that day I didn't hear nothing that Pastor Black said I didn't turn to my neighbor I didn't clap my hands I didn't pat my feet I was hot round the collar do you hear me I picked my phone up and my phone had been broken broken and shattered into pieces. And I was I was upset, I think I said some four-letter words in that parking lot that were not Mark, Luke or John. You couldn't tell nobody nothing that day because my phone had been broken in the parking lot. I was sitting in the midst of service and my friend kept turning to me, Brian Xavier Phelps, and Brian kept saying, Kenny, it's really not that big of a deal that your phone is broken. And I said, man, what do you mean? He said, can't you still send text messages on your phone? And I said, yes. He said, can't you still call and receive calls on your phone? And I said, yes. He still. Can't you still use Twitter? Can't you still use Instagram? Can't you still use TikTok? And I said, yes. He said, well, that ought to let you know that even though the phone is broken, the phone still works. And I've come to talk to somebody today who finds themselves like that phone that's broken. But I've come to encourage you that just because you find yourself in a broken situation or a broken predicament, that doesn't mean that broken things don't work. And as you look back over your life, you ought to be grateful to God that you've had some seasons of broken in your life but your testimony is like that of my grandmama that a broken crayon can still color you ought to be grateful today that broken pencils can still write. and I just wonder is there anybody around Salem this morning who didn't come to church to be cute but you have experienced brokenness in your life but your testimony is I found out what I was made of in the midst of my brokenness I found out who God was in the midst of my brokenness and even though I went through a season of brokenness my testimony is I'm strong now I'm wiser, now and I'm better. Is there anybody who can thank God when you look back over your life because you thought the divorce was gonna kill you? You thought the heartbreak was gonna take you out? You thought the sickness was gonna be the end of the story? But I dare you to look down your road and tell your neighbor, broken things still work. Brian explained to me, beloved, that broken things can still work, and so I had to reconfigure my mindset in that moment because I had an attitude. And I was upset, and Brian reminded me that even broken clocks still work twice a day, and somebody here today needs to get that in your spirit, that regardless of what it is that you might be dealing with, regardless of what it is that you might be going through, God has a way of turning our brokenness into a blessing, but that's not what got me, beloved. I, uh, I had to go that week to get my phone fixed, and uh, I I went to the Sprint store to get my uh, phone fixed and uh, one of the representatives told me that I was in the wrong space I, I, I went to the Apple store first initially the Apple store representative told me that I was in the wrong space I said what do you mean I came to you all to purchase the phone and now that it's broken you're telling me that I can't come back to you all to fix it and what the representative said shouted he said what you've got to do is you've got to go over to the Sprint store and when you go to the Sprint store there's going to be a specialist there who specializes in fixing broken things. You're missing what I'm saying. I went to the wrong place. I put my broken situation in the hands of somebody who was not capable of fixing my broken phone. And they said, you got to take it to the specialist at the Sprint store. But that's not what got me. When I got to the Sprint store, beloved, I discovered uh, that when I was uh, trying to get my phone fixed, the phone was not in my name. The phone was in my mama's name. Y'all laughing because the phone is still in my mama's name, but I pay the bill to this day at 30 years old. If you call my phone or I call you it's gonna say Crystal S. Rice but I promise it's me and so he looked up the history and he said because your mother has been a faithful customer to Sprint you didn't even know it but today you came in to get a broken phone fixed but you actually qualify for an upgrade and I don't know who I'm preaching to today but I stopped by to tell somebody when you learn how to put your brokenness in the hands of the one who can specialize it, stop putting your broken situations in the hands of Lottie Dottie and everybody stop putting all your business on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook and learn how to go to God in prayer. Is there anybody around this house this morning who can testify that is there any rivers that seem uncrossable? Have you any challenges that seem insurmountable? I came to tell you that God specializes in doing the impossible. Do I have a witness in this house who can tarry with me right here for a minute and testify I thought I was gonna die? I thought it was the end of the journey for me? But I put my brokenness in his hands and he fixed it? out of that store with a brand new phone because I qualified for an upgrader. I wish I had somebody in this house who could just shout upgrade for the tears that you cried. Upgraders on the way. For the brokenness you've dealt with. Upgraders on the way. For the baggage you've been that ears have not heard neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God has in store I can't hear nobody I said would you open up your mouth this morning like you survived the worst season of your life phone but I was concerned because my niece in 2011 had just been born so uh in 2012 I had all of her baby pictures saved in my phone Uh, I told the specialist I said I'm concerned because if I get a new phone with this upgrade um, I'm afraid I'm going to lose everything that's important to me on this phone All of my text messages and my text threads with my niece in there would be gone. All of the pictures that I've saved would be gone. All of the important information for my midterm papers and final exams, all of that was on my phone. And the specialist said, this is why I'm the specialist and you're not. I said, you better watch your mouth talking to me like that. He said, uh, there's something on the inside of the phone called a SIM card. Hmm. And as long as the SIM card is not damaged on the inside, it does not matter what happened to the phone on the outside. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but the you're still standing uh, is because you've had some broken seasons in your life, you've had some situations that have knocked you down, uh, but your testimony is there was something on the inside of me. uh, And the old folks said, there's something within uh, that I cannot explain. Uh, There's something within uh, that withholds the rain. Uh, And I don't know about you this morning, uh, but when I look back over my life, uh, it's not because I got that many degrees, uh, it's not because I got all that much swag, uh, but because God put a SIM card uh, on the inside inside of me. Is there anybody in this room who can lift holy hands and say, God, thank you for putting something on the inside of me. And that's why my testimony is this morning that I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. I've had some sleepless nights and I've had some weary days. But I thank God this morning because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of me. And no matter what comes my way, I've learned how to testify like David that i will will bless the Lord at all times, whether I'm up or down, and his praises shall continue to be in my mouth. Have I got five and I'll make six? Who can testify? God put something within me, and my testimony is to God be the glory. That's That's where we meet Mephibosheth in the text this morning. He, like my broken phone, has been dropped. But there was something on the inside of him uh, that was never destroyed. I'm in Bible country in 2 Samuel the ninth chapter, we see that Mephibosheth is now being promoted to the king's table, uh, but that's not where his story starts. Yeah, I like his narrative. I like the way the text unfolds because what you have to understand is that Mephibosheth's story does not start in 2 Samuel the ninth chapter where he's being promoted to the king's table, but rather his story started in chapter number four when he was a little boy around the age of five years old. Yeah, he was dropped and he was made cripple or lame in his feet. We see Mephibosheth being promoted to the king's table in chapter number nine. But what we do not see is everything that he endured through chapter number four, through chapter number five, through chapter number six, through chapter seven, and through chapter number eight. And I wanna talk to some people today who've been promoted to the king's table in your chapter number nine, and you've got some haters around you, and you've got some adversaries around you who were jealous of you because of your promotion to the king's table, in chapter number nine. Listen, baby, don't hate on my glory if you don't know my story. You can't judge somebody based on uh, the chapter that you walked in on on their life. Uh, I might be a big, big ball of shot caller now in chapter number nine, uh, but I had to deal with the season of brokenness in my past And uh, chapter number four that allowed me to be able to have the anointing that I have today. Uh, and I wonder as I look around Salem this morning, uh, am I the only one who can testify? I might have it going on right now in my chapter number nine uh, but honey if you weren't there in chapter number four when I was depressed uh, if you weren't there when I dealt with death uh, if you weren't there when I had to cry myself to sleep then don't judge me uh, this morning when I shout just a little bit too loud uh, don't judge me because I lift up holy hands uh, don't judge me because I take laps around the sanctuary you see me in my chapter number nine uh, but you don't know the hell that I had to go through uh, in my chapter number four as a matter of fact have I got anybody in the room uh, who can testify I will wouldn't have the praise in chapter 9 if I didn't go through the hell in chapter 4. You wouldn't have the anointing in chapter 9 if you didn't go through the breaking in chapter 4. Is there anybody in this sanctuary who can give God praise because you thought chapter number 4 was going to kill you? You thought chapter number 4 was going to destroy you? But here you are still standing and you can testify like Muhammad Ali that I'll float like a butterfly and sting like a bee in the enemy's face. I I wish every survivor would open up your mouth this morning and give God glory. He's now in chapter number 9 being promoted to the king's table. And he is weary of the fact that there are some who would judge him based on what it is that he's been through. He is in so many words saying, don't judge my now if you don't know my how. Put it on Facebook. Make sure that's tweetable. Mephibosheth says don't judge my now if you don't know my how. If you don't know how I had to cry myself to sleep. If you don't know how I had to struggle. If you don't know how and what I had to endure. Mephibosheth says that there's a blessing in the breaking. Here it is. Um, I love the text because even though Mephibosheth's feet uh, are are never healed, um, the text tells us that if you continue to read that eventually he has a child. His, his, his feet are never healed, which implicitly suggests to us um, that Mephibosheth had to learn how to live with his brokenness. I know we like to jump, scream, and shout in church that everything that you lost is going to come back. Well, the text is tailored to teach us today that sometimes you lose in life and you've got to learn how to chalk your losses up. I've heard somebody say, I take all of my losses and turn them into lessons. You've got to learn how to take your losses in life and turn them into lessons. Sometimes you don't get the closure you need. Sometimes you don't get the receipt. Sometimes you don't get the things that would seem as though it would help you to move on. His feet are never healed in the text uh, and he identifies with Humpty Dumpty who had a great fall he had a great fall in his past and the text tells us that his feet are never healed but eventually he has a child now you can do the math if his feet don't work but he has the ability to have a child uh, he had the ability to reproduce uh, he had the ability to try to get down with the get down uh, that tells us that even though one area of his life was broken uh, that doesn't mean that everything else fall apart uh, because apparently he was still able to do the tango and and get down and do the electric slide because he had a child and what I want to tell somebody today is that your life is not over just because you had a great fall your life is not over just because somebody dropped you you better learn how to pick yourself up you better learn how to encourage your own self you better learn how to speak life over your own self as a matter of fact let me holler at some young people I came to encourage somebody going through a breakup there's no need to sling snot all over Salem because a little boy or a little girl broke up with you. Don't you know that a little girl and a little boy are like a bus? If you miss one bus, honey, wait about 15 more minutes, and I promise you another bus is gonna come around the corner after I, as a matter of fact, somebody can testify. As I look back over my life, I don't have no exes. I got a y. Why in the world was I dating you in the first place? You better get to a point in your life where you don't allow your brokenness to dictate your future. Girl, you better learn how to go down to Sally's Beauty Supply, get you some eco, some edge control or gorilla snap, lay your edges down look yourself in the mirror and take yourself out to dinner and a movie and learn the words of kendrick lamar that said we gonna be all right did you hear me do you feel me do i have any company in this house who can testify i've learned how to encourage myself Here now is Mephibosheth being promoted to the king's table with both of his feet that have been crippled and or broken. And uh, Mephibosheth texts us and tells us that there are a couple of things that you got to understand about the blessing of the breaking. Number one, what he helps us to understand is that the fall or the breaking that you experienced is not your fault. Listen to what the text says. Now, I read chapter number nine, but I need you to hopscotch backwards with me in this text to chapter number four. Listen to what the text says in 2 Samuel chapter number four, verse number four. The text says, his nurse Gabriel picked him up and fled and in her haste to flee, it happened that he fell and became lame. Fall was not his fault. The nurse picked him up and the nurse began to flee and the nurse in her haste As she was running from the Philistines, dropped him, he fell and became lame in both of his feet. The nurse who was running from the Philistines here after Jonathan was killed dropped Mephibosheth in her haste. And I believe with a feminist or womanist disposition and hermeneutic towards the text that she was doing the best that she could as a professional. She had good intentions. She had a good heart. But in her haste, she dropped him. Uh, Here it is. So the person who was supposed to be caring for him is the one who ended up crippling him. The greatest pain that Mephibosheth experienced in his life was from somebody who was close to him. And for somebody here today, you're holding back tears. You're trying to figure out your life because there were some people who were supposed to be experienced in handling you, who dropped you and who caused you to be the way that you are today. Hmm. And if we're not careful, beloved, the church will be guilty of being like the nurse in this text. Because we have crippled people whom we were entrusted to care for by God. Rather than heal the people, we've hurt the people. Rather than solve situations, we've caused division. Rather than unify, we've divided. Because too many of us are like the nurse in this text. We may have had good intentions, but because they didn't look like us, because they had alcohol and weed on their breath, because they had a little bit too much cleavage showing, we ended up crippling people we were supposed to care for. You ain't got to say amen. I'm going back to Ray of Hope after this. The text reveals to us that his brokenness is not necessarily the consequence of something that he did or that his haters did, but it came from somebody who was close to him. It didn't make sense to me until I was living in Boston. Years ago, I used to live in Boston, and uh, one day I got a package uh, from UPS. What can Brown do for you? And on the outside of the package, uh, it said, handle with care, fragile contents inside. Well, I didn't pay that any mind. It was around Christmas time. I had a friend who sent me a package. I didn't know what was in the package, and so when my roommates and I discovered that there was a package at the door, I ran to the door. I grabbed the package, and I started shaking it up, shaking it up, because I was so excited that I had gotten a package, and my roommate said, you better read the label on the outside. I said, shut up. You're jealous because didn't nobody send you nothing. You're a hater. And I kept on shaking the package. Well, I play a lot and I actually ended up dropping the package. And I damaged what was on the inside of the package because I did not handle the package with care. My question today is how many packages have you damaged and dropped in your life? Because you did not handle them with care. People have you broken in your life Uh, because you did not handle the packages with care. Or better yet, are you a package that's been dropped by somebody else? that did not handle you with care. Well, beloved, I've come to tell you today that there's still good news in the text that, yes, he was lame and crippled in both of his feet. Yes, he was dropped. But hear this. God took what what could have hurt him the most and allowed it to help him the most instead. You missed your shout cue right there, so I'll hit pause. Rewind and do that thing one more time. What could have been the greatest defeat of his life actually ended up developing him into the person that allowed him to be sitting in front of the king of the nation. You're missing what I'm saying? It is what Paul said in Romans 8 that somehow some way, all things still work together for the good of them who love God. Come here Joseph. Joseph said the enemy meant it for my bad but somehow God worked that thing for my good. Come here Peter. Peter said think it not strange concerning the fiery trial that would try you as if something strange were happening to you. No, no, but rejoice for when his glory is revealed you shall be exceedingly glad and I wonder if I have any mature Christians today who can give God praise over the brokenness that you experience who can give God praise over the failures and the faults that you've had in your life because you realize that if you didn't go through what you went through you wouldn't be the person that you are today if you never experienced the brokenness you wouldn't know what it's like to sit at the king's table have I got anybody in this room who can give God praise because when you look back over your life you can testify that somehow I've had some good days and I've had some bad days but somehow my good days still outweigh my bad days anybody here who can testify that through it all i will learn to trust in jesus and i will learn to depend on his word so the text tells us Uh, That the first blessing of the breaking is that the fall is not your fault. But then listen to the second one. Mephibosheth helps us to understand that not only can uh, the the, the blessing of the breaking help us to understand that the fall is not our fault. But then it also teaches us that the fall can provide favor. Listen to what verse verse, verse number 7 says in chapter number 9. David said to Mephibosheth after he has gone out and find him in Lodabar. He says, do not be afraid. For I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. And I will restore to you all of the land of your grandfather, Saul. And you yourself shall eat at my table always. Church folk, church folk, church folk. Here it is. David said to Mephibosheth, do not be afraid for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. And I'm going to restore to you all of the land of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. Church folk, church folk, church folk, miss their shout, Reverend Jason. Chapter number 9, verse number 7. David said to Mephibosheth, do not be afraid, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father. Jonathan. And I will restore unto you all of the land of your grandfather Saul and you yourself shall eat at my table always. It's on the screen. Maybe you'll get it this time in case you didn't get it the first three times that I said it. David said to him, do not be afraid because I'm going to show you kindness for the sake of your Jonathan, father Jonathan. And I will restore to you and all the land of your grandfather Saul and you yourself shall eat at my table always. Y'all are waiting on me to move on and I'm waiting on y'all to get on board. David said to Mephibosheth, do not be afraid for I will show you kind for the sake of your father Jonathan, and I'm going to restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. One more time for the Holy Ghost, David said to Mephibosheth, do not be afraid because I'm going to show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan, and I'm going to restore to you all the land of your grandfather Saul, and you yourself shall eat at my table always. I dare somebody to holler, and in this season, God is passing out and blessings. Not only are you going to get some kindness, and I'm going to give you some land, and you're going to Eat it, man. My- take always uh, anybody in this room uh, who can give god praise for and blessing uh, because when he got his land back that means he got his legacy back when he got his legacy back that means he got his longevity back uh, and i decree over this house this morning uh, for 188 years uh, god has given you lamb back uh, god has given you legacy back uh, and god has given you longevity pastor haynes i speak a word over your life that your latter shall be greater than your former for everything that you lost uh, for everything that you've endured. For everything that you've suffered. God says I'm giving it back to you. Pressed down. shaken together. And running over. Would you encourage your neighbor. And say neighbor. I don't know uh, what you've been through before. Uh, Say, neighbor, uh, you have no idea uh, the tears that I've cried. Uh, Say, neighbor, uh, you have no clue uh, how dark it's been, uh, how depressing it's been, uh, how challenging it's been. Uh, But say, neighbor, uh, I just got a feeling uh, deep down uh, in my sanctified uh, Holy Ghost field, uh, fire baptized, uh, blood washed, uh, born again so uh, that God uh, is going to turn your story uh, upside down. Uh, say, neighbor, uh, I got a feeling uh, that everything uh, will be all right uh, and I got to leave y'all here. Uh, I wish You a good evening, Uh, may the Lord bless you real good. Uh, But I just stopped by to tell somebody uh, that God uh, is in the business uh, of handing out and blessings. Uh, There's one word in the text uh, that shifted the entire movement uh, of the story uh, because all it takes uh, is one word uh, for your situation uh, to get turned around, Uh, all it takes uh, is one word. Uh, For your life to get rearranged Uh, All it takes uh, Is one word uh, And you shall be blessed uh, Because the Bible says uh, And we know uh, That all things uh, Work together uh, For the good of them uh, Who love the Lord Uh, The Bible says uh, And my God uh, Shall supply uh, All my needs uh, According to his riches uh, That are up in glory I don't know what you came to do, but I'm giving God praise because there's some tables that God has got for me. There's some tables that God has got for you. There's some blessings. There's some open doors. But don't you wait until you get there to praise Him. I dare you right now to open up your mouth and give God the glory like you believe. That there's a blessing uh, in the breaking. I dare somebody uh, to lose your mind uh, and worry less uh, about your situation, but give God the glory. Somebody uh, to scream in this house. Uh, I dare somebody uh, to holler in this house. Uh, I dare somebody uh, to run in this house uh, for the years uh, that the poma worm uh, and the canker worm uh, and the locust uh, and the caterpillar. Uh, he said, I will uh, restore unto you uh, everything uh, that you have lost. Uh, and I came to tell somebody no matter what you're going through uh, that your frustrations uh, are fixable your troubles uh, are timeable your worries uh, are workable your problems uh, are perishable your struggles uh, are solvable your chaos uh, is correctable your condition uh, is curable your obstacles uh, are operable your mess uh, is manageable Your disaster uh, is doable. uh, Your heartache uh, is healable. uh, Your wrongs uh, are repairable uh, because your God uh, is unstoppable. Uh, I know we got COVID, uh, but I feel the Holy Ghost uh, right through here. Uh, Would you shake one neighbor uh, like you're going to shake their hand off uh, or put your arm uh, around your neighbor? uh, Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them and say neighbor some people have a testimony but look no further because some of us are the testimony I could have been dead sleeping in my grave but the Lord stepped on in uh, and told death to behave. If that's your testimony, I'm going to give you 30 seconds uh, to shout it out this morning. I'm going to give you 30 seconds uh, to scream this morning. I'm going to give you 30 seconds uh, to open up your mouth uh, because you made it uh, through the storm, through the rain, through the sickness, through the pain, say yes. I bet you won't give God praise. Yeah.
1: I gotta get it up, I gotta dance. Hey, come on, come on, lift him up. Oh, I got a feeling that everything gonna be all right. I've got a feeling everything gonna be all right. I've got a feeling that Everything
2: gonna be all right, be all right, be all right, be all right oh, The Holy Ghost, He
1: done told me that everything gonna be all right The Holy Ghost, He done told me everything gonna be all right The Holy Ghost, He done told me everything gonna be all right Oh, I I got a feeling that everything
2: I, yeah, I got that everything gonna, oh, be all right, be all right, be all right.
1: If you need something from the Lord, I I declare this is a good time to lift your hands, get on your feet, and just say thank you. Thank you that I made it through my broken moments. Thank you that you lifted me up when I was down. Thank you that you give me a right mind. Thank you. Somebody thank God. Thank him because he wanted. I give you praise
3: the word of God has a way
1: of when you're bound and you feel like you can't get out. The word of God has the way of breaking and destroying yokes that bind us. And and if you will, I, I want just everybody to rest on your feet. Cause there's no better time to invite you to know Jesus Christ than when things have been destroyed. So. If you don't know, preachers, if you will, if you don't know Jesus in the free pardon of your sin and you had moments in your life where you haven't gotten over the brokenness, you have been encouraged today that you can live with it and you can prosper in it. And that God has a blessing for you in where you live, in what you're going to eat, and everything. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. The Bible declares you shall be saved. So, there's anybody out there who doesn't know Jesus Christ, come give your life to him right now. He's brought me through
2: For every Hallelujah
1: For this Lord This We give You praise. Come on, give your life to him For every mountain That's right, that's right. You brought me over.
2: (laughs) And boy. You've
1: seen me through. Every blessing. (laughs) Come on. I'll say hallelujah. For this lord for this lord for this lord
2: we give you praise
1: for every mountain come on give your life to Him. this ain't a better time you brought me over for every trial you Come on, give your life to him.
2: For all this.
1: If you would bow your head, let's pray, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the soul that is still longing to be your child. Whether they be in the sanctuary this morning or whether they be with us wherever they may be bedroom in your kitchen in your car that if you don't know Jesus all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved but Lord for us us under the sound of my voice who've had to deal with brokenness in our life, who've had to deal with struggles in our life, who've been in places where we should have never been, but you still were good. You still are able to bring us through. And for this, we say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for every trial. Thank you for every mountain. Thank you for every blessing that you've given us. Thank you, Lord. Because you are our God. And all things in your hand, we say thank you. Lord, we thank you for this preacher. We ask that you would continue to strengthen and bless his life and ministry. But Lord, keep giving him a prophetic word for the people. To help them in their struggles and situations. Lord, now we ask that as we move in this worship you continue to go before us be the very banner that protects us be a shield all about us be our God in the valley of death and deliver us from evil this is our prayer we pray it in the only name that matters the master's name of Jesus the Christ we pray and ask every blessing amen Amen, amen. You may be seated. For every mountain You've brought me over For every trial You've seen me through For every blessing
2: Hallelujah,
1: for this we give you praise. Amen, amen, give God praise, give God praise, give God praise, give God praise, give God praise praise because he's worthy, give God praise because he's spoken to your life in this moment, give God praise. Because He gonna carry you through this day and through the rest. Give God praise,
3: Lord. We thank you for for our our family here, at Salem Church. We thank you for our friends. We. We thank you for all the community leaders that have come in Lilburn and in Gwinnett County, whoever you may be, we thank you for being here this morning to help celebrate with us. God has been good to us for 130 or for 188 years. <clears throat> it's amazing. Everything that preacher said in his worship, in his sermon, is about this place.
1: That land our forefathers owned and then lost and worked on. God has blessed us with it right
3: now. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes, have mercy. I want to thank um, everyone associated with Salem Church uh, for your presence in worship. Again, continually for... The fact that you are trying to keep one another safe I want to thank you for that as we leave today I want to ask that um, those to my left and your right will go out the double doors uh, if you have gifts you can give them in the receptacles uh, those to my right your left go out the single door in single file and we ask that you a fellowship on the parking lot uh, hopefully the rain has abated thus, thus far and you can celebrate with one another as we leave we do have um, we want to if you will, God blessed us not almost near a year ago to celebrate the life of Freddie Norman. And uh, yesterday her daughter, Michelle, went home to be with the Lord. Uh, and just pray for the Norman family, pray for Deacon Milton, pray for Michelangelo, pray for Ashley and all those connected with the Norman family, sister Diane, uh, brother Howard, Norman, pray for that family as they go through. Uh, but we've been helped today. That that brokenness is not who we are. God can lift us up. Um, Sister Velissa, I know you have an announcement. I'm gonna have you come, and then Pastor Haynes, if you will.
1: Good afternoon, Selah.
4: On behalf of um, the Anniversary Committee for celebrating our 188th year, And I would be remiss to not stand and thank God for just an opportunity to share with our community on yesterday during our Trunk or Treat Festival. Um, During this festival, we did have an option for you to join in for a chili cook-off, as well as a cake and pie bake-off. And so we would like to pause for just this moment to recognize our official first cake bake off winner and this prize go to Amari Migda. Oh wow. Look at that. Thank you for all of your contributions, your participation for coming out to celebrate with us. We thank you immensely.
3: Amen. I, I, I didn't fail to mention that uh Brother Rice was Uh, a member of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity. He told you that. So I didn't want you to know if there was going to be a theme in these last two Sundays. So I wanted to make sure.
4: Why don't we just give God praise in his house? What a mighty God we serve! Have we been blessed this morning? Have we, been, have we been blessed this morning? We have been totally blessed. Pastor, thank you so much. Thank you so much for just showing up. <laughs> I, I uh, you, you know why Salem has survived for 188 years? Tell you why. Because it has not been so rigid. Because it has been able to change with time. Those churches that cannot accept change, they're gone. Those churches that cannot accept the fact that the world is still turning, they can't survive. God has it so fixed, has it so fixed. The truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, and let's just deal with facts. You know why old people pass on? Because nothing would ever change if they didn't. Fact, fact. If you come to the point where you cannot accept the fact that God is still God, and besides him, there is none other. And that if you stay long enough, amen, you, get, yeah, you, you, you can't stay. The world changes. And today, I, I've just got to thank God that it is. These are the preachers. These preachers, one last Sunday, these preachers sitting behind these. These are the preachers that are going to bring our children back to church you hear what I say? These are the ones. These are the ones. We, we cry about it and we are concerned about it, but these are the preachers with the preaching of the gospel that are going to bring them back. We just got to learn how to appreciate what God is doing now. Salem survives 188 years because Salem is able to, to accept what God is doing now. I've been here 35 years, and in these 35 years, I've watched God change so many things, and even I was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know that. Y'all know that. But for 35 years, we've been here in this place. This young man (laughs) called last night, called Jason, and uh, wanted to know now, you know your daddy, and Jason does know his daddy. And uh, I appreciate his young friends, they always call him and say, now what should I wear, what should I do? And I said to Jason, I said, you tell them that they need to come and do what God has called them to do. Come and do what God, now Jason, (laughs) His he he, he skill, Jason will tell them. Now I'm gonna tell you what my daddy gonna have on. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what he's gonna have on. But he says he wants you to be free. He wants you to be free, and that's what we've got to learn how to do. Amen. Got to learn. We've got to learn how to be who God has called us to be, and respect what God is doing now. Amen. Amen. So, brother, you have blessed us up in this house. <laughs> I thank God. I thank God for you. I thank God for all that you have brought us today. Amen. And all now, y'all don't have to worry about it. I won't come in here dressed like that. <laughs> That's not who I am. I am who I am. But I thank God for who he is. And I thank God for him using him right. Now, Amen. God is good, Amen. We continue and we will be in prayer with the Norman family. I also ask you to be in prayer with the uh, family, of Reverend Melton, Reverend Melvin Melton. They funeralized his mother on yesterday. Uh, let's just continue to be in prayer with them. Uh, is Misty in the house? Misty, is Misty here? Misty, in share with me that she's having to go through some medical things this week and she just wants the church praying for her, so Misty Misty Burris, and I can't remember her married name, somebody tell me Misty I just let's just pray, let's just call God knows who she is uh, I want us to just call Misty's name in prayer, God's got this Whitfield alright yeah, Mister Whitfield and uh, George Moss Please remember George. George has been in the hospital now over a week. Uh, he works here, and uh, we are normally seeing him everywhere. Let's just li- keep jo- George lifted up. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you all so much for your birthday wishes. Thank you so much. You've been so kind. Been so kind all week long. I think I'll just just have another birthday next week. <laughs> Amen, amen. If I had known growing old was going to be this much fun, I would have done it a lot quicker. Thank y'all so much. God bless you. God keep you.
3: Man, didn't didn't y'all hear me? I tell you, when I heard Kenny Rice behind me, I grew two inches. Amen. Some kind of preacher, right? Amen. Rest on your feet. Amen. Rest on your feet. God be with you.
2: god god be with you god may he be with you may god be with you until we meet we meet again With you, God, may He be with you. May God, God be with you until
1: with me. Oh. Now, unto Him, Lord, have mercy. Who is able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority and may it be both hence now henceforth and forevermore and God's people say amen
2: Amen.
0: There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering: online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org/give, on Cash App. At dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.